You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Very good afternoon, Richard Douglas, David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA for Budget Car and Truck Rental. If you're moving house, think Budget Car and Truck Rental, the number 132727. Also, Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years in a row. Richard Douglas, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Beautiful day out there. I see you got your golf <laughs> gear on. Please indulge oh, us. So awful. Uh, I tell you what, I... I feel like never playing golf again. I've got the shanks again. I've had them for the on and off for the last few weeks, and you feel like you've never, ever played. You feel like a total novice. and a horrible uh, feeling. Embarrassing. Good, great conditions today. Yep. 18 degrees. No excuses. It's a good walk. Had a good walk, <laughs> but nah, Dougie, was, it was awful, so we might leave that one alone. But some big news in, um, in AFL in the form of the Bombers. They need a bit of good news, and I think they've got it today with Brad Scott. Yeah, great news. I think it's official, isn't it? The AFL have just dropped that. So Brad Scott will coach. Uh, not sure what the four or five years. Four or I five think. years they're talking. So that is a great get. Exactly what that footy club needs. They were targeting an experienced coach. Uh, pretty good record at the Roos. Two prelims in a time where the yeah. AFL uh, teams are pretty strong. Geelong, St Kilda. So really tough to break through there. But he will shake them up, and they need a good shake up at board level. And they've been awful, uh, haven't they? Key from Cotary groups too. Too much so that footy club. Yeah, so. from their last premiership, um, they've been horrible for such a what they call a big club at the moment. I don't think they are a big club because they've done nothing. But he's he's perfect. I think both Scots, you do it my way or the highway, and yeah. uh, well done. I think for for getting him in there and yeah, good appointment. Yeah, and he'll need some support, some senior assistants, and some good people around him. But I wonder how. Obviously, his brother, fantastic coach at Geelong, so he'll take a fair bit from that. And I wonder how much he'll implement at the, at the Bombers because I think their list is not too bad. They are young, but they've got some yeah. uh, good kids coming through. How much do you think coaching is is the players? Brad, uh, Chris Scott came in, walked into a premiership first year because he had all yeah. the leftovers of uh, Bomber Thompson. But he's kept them up for a long while too without great draft picks and they, they just seem to be able to just you know pick ready-made players. But um, – you do need the cattle. Bloody was amazing when he when he came. Um, I think Adelaide were thirteenth. They win a premiership and then back it up again. Different system back then, but he did it. Um, a lot of luck. But you do need some some players. He had a young Andrew McLeod, um, Rue. These sort of yeah. some top end, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Modra Wren. Um, yeah. So what do you yeah. think? Well, I think obviously uh, players make coaches and coaches make players, don't they? So what? you're looking for for a coach, I would have thought is to maximise your list and what you got. So I see Matthew Nix. I think he's maximising what the Crows are putting out. Yeah. Um, obviously, Chris Scott doing the same. There's other coaches. Ben Rutten, they don't feel he's maximised uh, Essendon's list, hence why he's not there. But I think Brad 
certainly squeezed every drop out of North Melbourne when he had them, made the two prelims, and I think he'll uh, do that with the Bombers. I think you'll see a bit of a spike next year. I don't think they'll play finals, but they'll be far more competitive in yeah. more games than they were this year. I suppose if you gave Matthew Nix the Geelong squad, he'd think, wow, this oh. is Christmas. I can put him here. I can do this. I can do that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but he, he's really built from rock bottom. They got rid of, a, you know, eight or ten players yep. that played a lot of footy, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what he's doing at the Crows. They're, uh, they're playing for him, you know. They're high-pressure, contested side. And that's all you can expect um, from their list. Um, and I think Brad will bring a similar sort of thing to, to the Bombers. So... I'll, I know a lot of Bomber supporters were hoping for the fairy tale of James Hurd. Mm. Uh, that would have been a mistake in my eyes. He's got to go elsewhere, I think. He uh, has to, doesn't he? Yeah. If he wants to coach again, and by the sounds he really does, it's what he what drives him. Uh, he needs an apprenticeship. Uh, now, Crow's best and fairest tonight? Crow's best and fairest. I've quickly whacked down five names, or I've put it in order, actually, who I think will feature in the top do you, five. Do you go, being a former uh, winner? I not going you get tonight. invited? But you do yeah, get invited? Get, in, get okay. invited, yeah. Well, you're working tonight with me. Yeah, <laughs> priorities, yeah. Um, so I think Laird, he'll be, uh, he'll win his third, which is an equal record. No one's won more than three gold jackets. Rashido, Rashido McLeod, Goodwin okay. and McLeod are three. So he goes in pretty, uh, pretty nice company there. So Laird, he will win his third tonight. Uh, I think Jordan Dawson, fantastic year, will, uh, be second. I had, uh, Barry third. Ooh. I think, uh, particularly he'll come home pretty hard. I, lo- I know they love him down Played there. Played every game almost, didn't yep. he? So he'll get a lot of votes. Ben Keyes polled well on the brown, though. He'll feature well early. He'll be fourth, I believe. And Tex uh, rounding up, running, running at the top five. Fantastic. He missed the four games and a few games he probably unsighted. So it's in, well, the, in the, how the voting goes with club system, it'll make it hard for Tex. But it's luck. funny. I declared my love for Barry and I didn't put him in my top five. Oh, I thought you would have said, there you go. There's your love child. And you think. It. I had Brody Smith as fifth, thinking uh, Brody probably not his greatest year, but he still does enough, you know, consistently enough to perhaps to get get votes. And I had um, Taylor Walker, Keys, Dawson, and Laird as well. So, mm. what about the next captain for the Crows? Yeah, it's uh, an interesting one. It was not too long ago they were talking about uh, Matt Crouch uh, succeeding uh, Sloney. That certainly won't happen. But I, I would think the natural progression and. Being at the club a few years back, Tom Duday was shaping nicely. Fantastic uh, person. He presents well, doesn't he? Presents really well. Yeah. Solid footballer. Courageous. Um, so I think he probably uh, will uh, take over from Sloney, and that could be as soon as next year. Jordan Dawson a, a chance? Possibly. Probably He's only been at the club for one year, hasn't he? So he probably need to see a bit more. Uh, but the one I like and Down the track. forward, I think, is Saligo. He certainly has got uh, leadership written all over him. Um, and if he wants to stay at the club long term, he will uh, yeah. lead. I would throw Barry in the same different sort of players. Saligo's. You're a big pre- Barry fan, aren't you? Well, I mean, you put him in the. You said now as a young kid, you think he may finish top five, but he won't get better. Like he's come from a low down. He didn't even play the year before he first played for Adelaide. And, and the improvement I've seen in him, and he believes in himself now. I think Saligo and Barry, the two kids. Rochelle, we don't know enough about yet, he's, mm. and he's still only, what, 19. Yeah. So he's a fair way off it. But, yeah, I, I reckon we got – I think we've got him. Duday, Dawson, and down the track, maybe Saligo and Barry. Yep. No, that's uh, – there's sort of discussions that at club level Nixie and the boys would be having. They need to have one eye on that as well. So um, a couple of likely types there. What about a poor? Who do you think – 
Jonas has uh, been fantastic. He's now yeah, he'd be 30, wouldn't probably he? Probably last year for Tom. Uh, Tom's 31 or 32 in January, I think. Right. Um, I think they'd go back to Ollie Wines because when Ollie was joint captain, um, perhaps he wasn't ready for it. But he, since he's won a Brownlow medal, best and fairest, um, been a wonderful player, so, and, and he's a bit older and wiser, I think he'd be first cap off the rank. But looking further ahead, um, you might look at a, a Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, those sort of guys as leaders down the track. Yeah, I, I like that call. I think Wines, it, it'd be hard doing it wouldn't co-captains. You need that breathing space. He wants to put his mark on it. He's only 28 um, too. Yeah, he's still got some good footy ahead of him. That'd be, I'd do that this year, to be honest. They're going into next year, but um, could be some change with the leadership around the around town. Tell me why. Um, I've always believed in the last decade, Port Adelaide have become the destination club out of the two. Now, Adelaide picked up Dawson, which is great, and they've got Rankin. So they're moving to that sort of... But Porter picked up, um, you know, Charlie Dixon, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. McKenzie's been good backup at, at uh, down back. Fantasia's been injured. They brought back Scotty Lyson after a premiership. Now they're after Willie Rioli. They're after Jack Graham. They seem to be pe- – uh, Dunkley, they also had a good crack at. Why do you think it, uh, they are getting more players back than the Crows? Crows are getting more out the door than coming in. Eddie Betts, outstanding. I think they got Bryce at the back end of his career, so it's a bit hard to, to, to pick that one. And now I think they are moving in the right direction. There's not too many you can think of. You, you mentioned Scotty Thompson going back a long while ago. But Port and Port hardly lose anyone they want to keep. If you, uh, yeah. Nick Stevens is one going. That's going back a long while ago. Adelaide have lost guys you would have hoped they could have kept, like like Danger, like Lever, like Charlie Cameron. I know they're all different reasons, but they still went. Yep. There's a few others too that are, have gone for um, different reasons. So I, I, I don't know how you see it. You've been at Adelaide. You see how the system works, but... It does seem that Port Adelaide, people want to go there, whether it's the environment, whether it's the history, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I've just written down a few things, three Ps. I reckon it's got to be proactive proactive as a footy club. So I know Chris Davies does a fantastic job. Cripps, uh, the report, the list manager, uh, they seem like they're the ones, as you mentioned, they get out there, they initiate conversations. It almost gets out in the media um, where the Crows, perhaps they do this stuff behind closed doors, I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly... I'd feel more proactive in that space, seeking out players, talking with managers, uh, and it's all about people. I think Port, all in all, have had better relationships with their players. Um, obviously, we know the Crows have had things that have happened and been well publicised in the media. That doesn't go down well if you're looking at, to be a player wanting to come to a club. They take note of that and performance, I think. Port have uh, been more consistent than the Crows. Uh, over the journey, I would have thought over the last 10 years, yeah. Um, since Hinkley's come, they've been since Hinkley, and they've had the one coach. Crows have almost had three or four coaches, um, so that's probably a few things. If you're a player looking to come to a club, um, Port probably more attractive than what the Crows have got. And don't forget, like if you're taking a player down to West Lakes, it's not exactly selling you, is it? With the yeah. facilities down there, whereas Port have got a pretty good uh, facilities there. But in saying all that, the Crows have got a pretty big checkbook at the moment, haven't they? Um, well, they but, shouldn't be paying too many, too much. When you look at the list now, you know they shouldn't. There wouldn't be too many people there. They'd be paying overs. I wouldn't have thought the crows. No. Well, they shouldn't be. Well, no. no. Uh, we know that uh, Rankin will probably get overs to come. That's yep. fine. Dawson uh, been a very good pickup, but they just need another one or two of those to really top up their young kids and could see some steep improvement. I hope they continue down that track because I think last year was their best. Um, who? 
Was Silicon last year or the year last before? Year, yeah. Okay, so they got him. Rochelle. They got Rochelle and Dawson. Dawson. Um, and young Zach Taylor looks Zach like he Taylor may be able to be play. As well. So if they can do that again for the next couple of years, that sort of quality, something getting a reasonable well, sign. Yeah, that's a big ask. And we've, we've talked about Geelong, how they become a destination club. You've got to be better than just relying on draft picks because we know, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to have some success with the draft, but you need to top up. Well, that's what they the do. Trade period. So Geelong's been fantastic. And but they are a talk, destination club, aren't that's they? That's what we talked about. So you need to be drafting well. You need to be a destination club as well. There's a few things that need to go. And I'm sure the the environment um, around Geelong circulates its way back to football. So everyone that goes there, they no love doubt, it. No doubt. Not many leave, do they? No. But Look. you also need to be able to develop your talent as well. Yeah, and no they point don't. getting your draft picks in if you can't develop. That, and you need your senior players to also chip in and, and carry that load. So Geelong have got the mix really nicely. And they don't rely too heavily on their draft picks, do they? Well, we haven't had too many top tens because no. they've always been around the mark. Father Hello. Sons help too. Hi, Craig. Yeah, g'day. How you going? Um, I'd just like to make one point about what you're just talking about. Um, yep. um, from I'm a Crows supporter. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, the Crows supporters have never had anywhere to go to see their players or, you know, go and have a lunch and all that sort of stuff. But I can walk into the Port Adelaide Football Club and it's a, just a fantastic um, layout. All their stuff is really good. And, and um, whether whether you like it or not, um, they force the Crows to come into into the competition and they force the Crows to go to Adelaide Oval. And, they, and Adelaide is a reactive cl- club as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think they have enough um, foresight in them. Yeah, so you'd like to see whether supporters can mingle and mix with the players at different uh, times apart from just watching them on the on the weekend? Well, I mean, that's what a club's about, isn't it? I, I mean, would have thought, I yeah. Can into the, I can walk into the Glenelg Football Club, I can walk into any SNFL club, and you can see it happen. Yep. And it's just something that, um, you know... Over, over 30-odd years, um, has, has never appeared for the Crows. That's a very good point. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. I think that's a fair call. I'll... They had the shed years ago, didn't they? Yeah, where you, that was fantastic. And they filled that up after the game. But at the moment, there's nowhere to go. And yeah. um, it'd be nice if you could be um, sitting in a bar watching the guys train yeah. like, and being well, close to the players. There's no doubt Port have made a lot of ground up on the Crows, haven't they, in terms of supporter base, members. Facilities. Oh, Gone past some of the facilities. I remember when I first came to the club in 06, I thought the supporter was probably 60 Crows, 30 Port, and then maybe 10, 15, 10% other clubs. That's really tightened up now. Almost. But I think through forward thinking, Port have done a fantastic job. A lot of young those, kids like Port. Yeah, well, they do. They're becoming an exciting footy club. They think outside the square. Um, so the Crows have got plenty of work to do to – get back to, you know, being a powerful club in the AFL and well-respected. And certainly the facilities at Thebiton is a good step forward. Interesting stuff there. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. And the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, time now for GR- GRSA tips with Toddy Gray. Love Toddy for expert Greyhound Racing tips. Follow the Dogs SA on Twitter or Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. And he always comes up with a bit of value. And uh, 
and his best bet, uh, Dougie. So hopefully tonight he can find something. Actually, I reckon it's Basil, ready. Basil Brush Rose. Gee, what a name there. That'd be a bit of a tongue tie for the caller. Hello, Toddy. How are you? Hey, boys. Yep, you already found the first one I like for the lads uh, for tonight. Lads, double figures. So yeah, oh. we've thrown him out a few times. Basil um, Brush Rose. Okay. Yeah, it's a race caller's nightmare, but hopefully it's our dream tonight, boys. Um, look, I've thrown this dog out a few times, and oh my god, if I can. Every week he always gets bumped from pillar to post, right? That's one of the one of the crutches of when you come out stone last out of the boxes. He yep. will be last out of the boxes again. But every week he makes up a stacked ton of ground. I want to put him on my never again list, but he keeps making my <laughs> black book, boys. Um, last week he got hip and shouldered something fierce on the first turn. He rode it like a champ. He copped another check going down the back, and he still finished midfield. On paper, it looks like a rubbish run, but if you go back and watch the replay, it was mammoth. Um, look, to quote Breakback Mountain, I just can't quit this dog. Um, he's going to win one day, and he's going to win a big odds. Um, if he can get around the if he can get around the first turn intact, he will absolutely make the podium, no doubt, because there's going to be a lot of dogs getting very tired here. They're going to be some dogs doing the Fled Flintstones the last few. <laughs> he will be storming home. What's going on with um, his start? So get him going right from the start. Give him himself a chance. Yeah, well, I, oh, he's a shock. He's a shocking box dog. He comes out one vertebrae at a time, which is like oh. I said, that's his kryptonite. <laughs> But um, it sounds like a backhanded tip at the moment. This dog has got a serious motor, but oh, the, the box draw don't worry me. Don't worry about box five because he's going to be last in the first 100 metres, but you just watch him that last 100. If they leave him alone, he will absolutely just soar and be like Superman. Would he be a better longer-distance dog, Toddy, like uh, the full distance or not? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm waiting and biting a bit for when he steps up to the 600. 700, I'm not too sure about because we've got a couple of pretty handy 700-metre dogs at the moment. But 600 metres is right up his alley. Um, and no doubt, if he goes in a 600-metre race on a Thursday, I'll be throwing him out again. So race nine, number five, Basil Brush Rose. Just get around that first turn safe, boys. And double figures looks delicious. It must be nice to have a bit of sun today, too. Every time we ring, it's been pouring with the rain. So oh, the track should be okay sorry. tonight? It is, yes. Um, if it was the wet track, it would suit him more still. But, yeah, it's it's, it's nice to not have to need an umbrella tonight for a change, boys. <laughs> now you get out bet right down to race 12. Yeah, you can't get any later than this. The very last, lads. Race 12, number one, strategize. He's only had three starts in South Australia since coming over, and I really like what I've seen. He's been running against some great dogs. He's running against a dog which is in the market for one of the LA Cup heats tonight, last start. Um, he's not had any good box draws. He finally draws box one tonight in what I think is the weakest, and I don't mean that with any disrespect. There's some handy sorts here, but the weakest race he's had since coming to South Australia. I think he is an absolute place lock. Um, he's one of the dogs where, like, if you had 20, I'd go five by 15. I want to make a very small profit or at least break even if he um, runs, make, uh, sorry, makes the podium, which he shouldn't from this. He just, absolute lock. He'll jump fine. He'll rail like the trooper. He'll scrape the paint off the rails. And, the two dogs isn't the best out, so he's going to get a bit of racing room early. Um, I just think I just cannot see how, barring any incident, Hail Mary, fingers crossed, and touch wood, how he won't make the top three here. So race twelve, number one, strategize. Also, not each way this one place heavy for him. So what price are we looking at tonight, Toddy? The two dogs. Uh, Basil Brush Rose is around about the ten dollar mark. Um, we got the three divs there, so um, you can get black figures to play. So each way, each way for him. And strategize is around about four forty to four sixty. Now we got three divs there, so you're only getting about a dollar sixty or seventy to place. But I just once again, I just can't see. If you want just an absolute one bet wonder, if you like him short, if you want a best bet, him the place only. But I would have to kick the couch if he won. So race twelve, <laughs> number one, strategize. So 
double figures the first one and around about 440 the second one. Good stuff there, uh, Toddy Gray, and we're talking Greyhound Racing. So race nine, number five, Basil Brush Rose. And they get out, race 12, number one, strategize. Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off your first purchase. That's Adelaide Auto 4x4, a terrific company. And uh, do you like a punt now and then, Dougie? You're a bit of a... Oh, this time of year when the weather comes out and the sun, I don't mind it. More so the the, uh, horses. horses, But, uh, yeah, try to steer clear a little bit. But don't mind the spring carnival. Love going. Love going live. I wouldn't be one to (laughs) sit at a pub and have a bet. But... uh, it's, uh, yeah, always a bit of fun. I think a chip went boys. down the wrong way there. Yeah, um, <laughs> Might be the golf ball. What do you do with all your downtime when you're playing footy? Like, you can only have so many meetings a week. You can only train so many times. What what happens? We're here Geelong now. Their training's done by 2 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. But do you have a lot of downtime or? In season, you have a little bit not of Not playing the old games, yeah, are you? Nah, the, not much of a uh, game. I don't know, to be honest. I like to get outside. I'm a bit of a green thumb. I love getting in the backyard and probably cut my lawn three times a day. <laughs> no, nah, but... Um, Love a bit of golf, like to get out and play golf, uh, just get around the boys, have a coffee and just relax. But you didn't realise how much time you had when you were a player. And now when you finished up and you're working, you've got kids. She, she had some time. time. Just don't yeah. get down the golf course now. But um, guys are pretty good now. They, they try and get out and do a bit of study and, and set themselves up outside of footy. But I wish I probably did took it a bit more seriously. You think it's going to go forever. but not who's, who's the best golfer at the Crows? Uh, Any single figures? Paul Seedsman, I think. Is he? He's, yeah, maybe five or six. Um, Don Pike was great. He was a oh, Pikey played two scratch. or three. Yeah, scratch. Scratch and his yeah. wife was scratch too, I think. I'll never forget the time we played in a um, one of the charity days and Sloaney was in our group. And it's so funny. He hit the ball, went out at the right, carved it out at the right with a big slice. And he ran with his buggy. <laughs> like ran. Like he's got everyone walks to their ball. But Sloaney's just heared off out in the in the rough. Um, yeah, he's like an energizer. He oh, yeah. a bunny, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's not a, too bad a golfer. More of a surfer, Sloane. He loves getting in. Uh, I hit the ball all right. This one just yeah. went right. Yeah, Good luck, well, mine today. Yeah, I was going to say, we all do that, don't we? But, uh, you can rely on Repco Authorised Service Centre for Expert Car Service. Book online at repcoservice.com. We're going to take a break and uh, come back, and we're going to be talking cricket. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports ASA, Richard Douglas and David Wildey for weeks, weeks, homes, discover different. And, mate, the 5G mobile plans. How's this, Dougie? Just from 40 bucks, mobile plans from just $20 a month. Why wait? Make the switch to mate. Well, next guest is a little superstar, potential superstar. She's only 19. She bowls fast. She's played for Australia. She plays for the Scorpions and the Strikers. And a uh, young lady from Kapunda, Darcy Brown, joins us. Hi, Darcy. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. We spoke with you last year. Lots happened then. But, gee, you must be enjoying cricket. And how busy is the upcoming months going to be? There's cricket everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's lots of cricket, which is a really good thing. Um, but, yeah, very busy. WBBL starting and then, um, then yeah, we'll get into that straight away. Hey, just one outside outside of the um, the square. A lot of young girls now are going to cricket, and a lot are going to football. Did you ever contemplate playing footy, or did you play footy, Aussie rules? <laughs> yeah, I played lots of footy actually. Um, I always go for a kick um, at like currently as well. Um, I played lots of footy growing up with the boys, and then um, in Kapunda or in the Barossa, they've actually they actually started up a girls' league. 
Um, and then I played in a girls' league for standpoints and stuff like that until I was about 16. So, yeah, I played ah. a fair bit. So do you keep an eye on it now? You like following the either the Crows or Port now or the competition? Yeah, yeah, I like to have a look at the scores and stuff like that. Um, but, but, yeah, it's really good to see that um, there's a lot more sport on offer for, for young girls. Hey, Darcy, well done on what you've achieved so far in cricket. Fantastic win first up on Sunday against the Vicks. Uh, no wickets yourself, I believe, but a really impressive uh, win. Tell us about the game. Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, it was. It, we weren't really sure how, how the pitch was going to play because obviously there's been lots of footy played on it um, during a pretty wet wet footy season. But, um, yeah, the pitch was actually um, had a lot more carry than, than we first thought, which was exciting. Um, but, yeah, it got a bit close in the end. We're lucky we have um, we had T-Mac to hit a few bombs at the end. Now, you're only, as we said, young. Um, do you think you can bowl quicker? You're still only 19. Um, you can bowl a, a bounce. You can uh, swing the ball. What, what's your thoughts? As you get um, older and stronger, you reckon you get quicker? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, um, at the moment, I actually, I'm bowling a bit slower than what I did when um, I was about 17. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can get a bit faster and back to that, that speed a few years ago and then hopefully can improve from there. I can't believe the competition for spots in the Australian side. We've even seen a couple of the champions um, out of the team at the moment. Uh, Rachel Haynes, uh, Meg Lanning. But, I mean, the list goes on. There's so many trying to get in that, uh, you know, top 11, aren't they? Whatever field would be the T20s, uh, the one days or the test matches. Yeah, I think I think that's really exciting. And I guess it's credit to all our domestic comp- competitions at the moment. Um, I think we've got the best domestic competition, whether that's WNCL or WBBL in the world um, and yeah to like it's not even the girls that are in the squad it's also the girls waiting at home to, to be a chance in that squad that could easily step up so um, yeah it's really exciting. And you made your debut for Australia last year obviously uh, fantastic achievement well done on that and you got Megan in your team with the uh, uh, Scorpions what do you learn from uh, those type of experience and from Megan herself? Um, yeah, so much. I'm, I'm really fortunate to have those girls um, that have played so much cricket in our team. Um, I sort of need to be told what to do a fair bit of the time. I'm a bit, I'm a bit airy fairy most of the time. Yeah. So to have them, I'm, I'm really fortunate to, to have that. They've helped me a lot with actually thinking about um, bowling and setting up batters. Um, you know, not just bowling at one spot, but you know, different types of of balls to get the feet going one way and then yeah. bowling one real straight to, to hit the stump. So, yeah, starting to actually think about um, where to bowl and where the field is. What about the rise and rise of Talia McGrath? I mean, she looks a absolute superstar with, with a bowling, batting, fielding or whatever. Hasn't her last 12 to 24 months been outstanding? Yeah, yeah, we're all really proud of T-Mac. Um, you know, she's been in and out of, in and out of the side um, for a long time now and, um, yeah, just to see her do so well, um, you know, not, it's no surprise to, to us that have watched her work really hard in the background. So, um, yeah, really, really happy for her. Why do you reckon Australia are so dominant? We're not the largest population. You, you play against uh, India, you play against um, England, uh, South Africa, some, you know, some big population. Why do you think we're so good with, with um, you know, only 25, 26 million people? Um, I think it, I think again it's the credit to the domestic um, competitions. I mean, you know, um, our, our domestic girls are getting paid um, part time, so I don't think many many countries elsewhere the girls are getting paid um, 
that much. So to be able to do that and they can come in to train and yeah. the facilities that we get to use are really, um, really good and the coaches um, are, are excellent as well. So I think that's, that's one of the main ones. And Darcy, tell us a little bit about Play Cricket Month and, and particularly what you're doing at uh, Pulteney. What's that all about? Yeah, so I went to Pulteney today. Um, yeah, had a had talked to the year threes and fours about, um, you know, joining up with cricket and uh, my pathway sort of thing. And then, um, yeah, did a little clinic with some of the, some of the girls and then, um, yeah, even another clinic after that. So it was really good to see. Most of those girls hadn't really played much cricket before. Um, but, yeah, I think they really enjoyed Yeah, they had lots of friends around, which is even better. And how do you go with that? You enjoy that sort of stuff outside of cricket, helping out with the young girls? Because not too long ago, that would have been you, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, I would I would be ecstatic if, um, you know, someone from the strikes came to our school. Um, but, yeah, then when you're sort of the person, you're sort of not sure if they're excited for it or not. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I get a bit nervous because I feel like their skills might almost be just as good as me. So, um yeah, I enjoy it um, when they get into it and stuff like that, which they did They did in this session, which was really exciting. Our guest is Darcy Brown, young um, fast bowler for Australia. Tell us about a typical week because money's coming into the game, which, is, as you said, is allowing you to train a bit more. What would a, a typical week involve, apart from playing? How, how many times you train and that type of thing? Um, yeah, I think... Well, we train mostly every day. Um, there's a lot of optional skills for batters and stuff like that. And if bowlers like myself want to come in for a hit, we can. Um, but obviously, um, you know, I don't do that too often, maybe a couple of times a week. But, yeah, we have a few main sessions. We've got a gym three times a week. And then, um, yeah, we train on Tuesday afternoons, uh, optional Wednesday. Um, or train also Monday afternoon um, for a little bit. And then all day Thursday and then an optional sort of skill on Friday. Gee, geez, that's fairly hectic. Hey, um, when you were young, <laughs> a couple of years ago, as Dougie said, you're probably in these sort of squads with people coming out to teach you. Who was your favourite um, women's cricket and, and, your ma- and a male cricket? If you had to say one of the, uh, the men you like to watch play and, and perhaps your favourite uh, woman playing in, in cricket, who would they be? Um, yeah, I mean, I I remember going to a lot of strikers matches when I was a bit younger. Um, I loved it. I not, didn't actually, I don't really know if I really watched the game, to be honest. I just wanted the signatures, um, <laughs> to, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I mean, anyone that played for Adelaide, I was obsessed with. Um, I remember Kieran Pollard played for the strikers. Yeah. Team. Um, also, you know, when we play against a few other teams like Mitchell Johnson and um, Brett Lee as well were pretty cool. Um, and then the women's, I remember Shelley Nitschie. I went to a clinic with the Aussie girls way back then. And, yeah, she was the one person that I could rem- remember getting her autograph. Um, and she was from South Australia as well, which is pretty cool. Now here's a here's a curly one. Meg Lanning or Elise Perry, who are you more likely to get out if you had to bowl to them? They're both superstars. Oh, I'm to get out. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten either of them out. <laughs> They're very hard. Oh, you're very um, modest. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Darcy, great to speak with you. You've got a really full calendar coming up uh, with cricket and you are a youngster. It must be so exciting when you've got another 10, 12, 13 years ahead of you and, and so far you've made terrific strides. All the best and uh, we'll be watching your progress with interest. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Darcy Brown there, opening bowler, Dougie, um, can bowl bounces. She can swing the ball. Just a kid, kid from the country. But interesting, she said she played footy too. 
Yeah, a lot of these girls, I think, do now. It's fantastic at junior level. They get the opportunity, and uh, she's stuck with cricket and doing a fantastic job of it. So uh, Adelaide's finest, and great to see her represent Australia. And hopefully she can uh, play a few more games and uh, make a name for herself. I'm sure she would. Yeah, a lot of sports are losing out to to footy, but cricket seems to hold its own. The other two, I reckon, Aussie rules and cricket, just like the men's, and probably they are two favourite sports, and and soccer uh, coming third. So, but yeah, very talented young lady, and we'll watch her. I guess there was Darcy Brown. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, a tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au, and you can win a twenty-five thousand dollars advertising package to promote and grow your business. And also, Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Richard Douglas and David Wildey for weeks. Weeks homes discover different. And uh, time now for AFL Trade Radio Update. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany. Approved in Australia, search Continental Tyres today. So welcome, Sam Fantasian. Sam, there's a bit of activity, isn't there? And... Uh, Bit of innuendo, is a player's going here, player's going there. Absolutely. Free agent opens tomorrow. Trade period kicks off on Monday. It comes around very quickly, doesn't it? Just grand final and straight into it. I think the AFL like everything to keep rolling. I know their draft, trade, pre-season. Yeah, uh, yeah, before we know it'll be trade time, then AFLW grand final, and then then you get pre-season reports of players training the house down and... Is there much in that, Dougie, about players actually training the house down when you oh, see those men? No, not really. No, it's all <laughs> But don't we love this time of year? Like, it just, I think it's a, a lot of clickbait and gets yeah. uh, people talking, doesn't it, this time of year? So the AFL's done it well. They're pretty smart. And uh, it's uh, 12 months of uh, the year, the footy now. When you get you eight or nine weeks off, you're obviously still running a fair bit. You want to oh, come yeah. back and reasonable shape, otherwise it gets too tough, doesn't it? Yeah, you don't <laughs> lose too much because you've got to get it back pretty yeah. quick. But you probably have a break for two or three weeks and then... Back into it. Yeah. It's in your best interest, trust me, to uh, keep the legs together. Old little, little calipers <laughs> come yeah, out and skin folds. And, uh, so. yeah. how, how hard do you go on the break? Do you, you know, a few cheeky jockeys, let it go properly, or do you, you know, go for runs and all that? No, you let yourself go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have put on. Oh, no, nah, not really, no. Nah. I used to actually lose muscle mass pretty quick, yeah. so I had to stay in the gym. But I remember Andrew McLeod telling me stories where they had contests to come back as big as they could. So him and Rue, they often put on eight, nine kilos then, in the off-season. Yeah, madness, got to strip it, but... Um, wow. Yeah. It's in your contract. We talked about contracts the other night. You have to come back in reasonable condition. Otherwise, uh, yeah, look out. But What's so, happening? Isaac Rankin. Isaac Rankin. Craig Cameron spoke to AFL Trade Radio today, and he doesn't necessarily think that the negotiations will drag out with the Crows. I won't go into details of what, what we're sort of looking to, to get back in the trade because I, I think that's a, that's a negotiation between us and Adelaide. But we've started, Justin and myself have, have had a conversation around what we're looking for. We, we understand their position. So at the moment, those are, discussions are progressing fairly. The number one thing for what we're looking for is fair recompense for the loss of a player like Isaac, who we think has got a really good future in the AFL. And it's someone that we've put four years of development into both on and off field. Do you expect that to be one that, that goes throughout the trade period? Um, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. We, we, we've got a we've got a number of things we're trying to achieve. We've got an we've got an outcome that we're an overarching outcome that we're trying to achieve. So yeah, it's not necess- It won't necessarily drag through the trade. I love that we put four years into him. Every player's had years put into him. Whoever moves, but um, you always try to get the best. And what is he worth? You reckon? Uh, obviously, a first rounder, maybe a, a third yeah. to go with it. Oh, given his age, I think. 
first or in the second round. First and second, I yeah. I think it's probably fair. Yep. Maybe get a third rounder back or something just to yeah, sweeten it potentially. But yep. um, 22, he's got at least 10 years. That's a lot. If it's 25, it's a bit different. But Well, I think good on the Crows getting him, as we said. Uh, great, uh, great get. Yeah, it sounds like it will all depend as well what happens with the Jack Bowes trade and pick seven trying to do the salary, dump, uh, salary cap dump there as well and free up a bit of space. I think the one, the Brisbane are going to be the ones if they get everyone coming there. Gunston, Dunkley, Ashcroft, Fletcher, the two youngsters. I mean, how do you get all them in? Yeah. I bet you they do, though. Yeah, Dunkley, 25 years old. They're probably going to have to give up two first rounders, you'd think, but then they need the draft picks for a couple of father sons, one of them being Will Ashcroft. Uh, Darcy Gardner's just re signed. Uh, Dan McStay set to go to get yep. some free agency compensation there, but it'll be. Very interesting to see how they manoeuvre it, especially with Chris Fagan, obviously, on leave. That's going to be tight. What's Dan McStay worth then? They want second round? Second round, I reckon, yeah. I think so, that, yeah. To get those, you know, the father-son in, Ashcroft, who's an absolute jet, um, if you're giving away already two first rounders for Dunkley, that's going to be tight. Yeah, you need a lot of points. They might have to go into a – I'm not sure about the uh, machinations around the points and all that sort of stuff. Well, even Gunson would have to be a very early second rounder. I think it'd be a third round. Gunston, would yeah, he? he might not. Oh, he's even, a bit old. He's a bit older. All fourth, yeah, yeah. I think they'd be happy just as in the early third round. Yeah. Um, moving on, reports West Coast are heavily into Jaden Hunt from Melbourne with their free agency opening tomorrow. He could sign as soon as tomorrow. Mm. That'd be a good get for the Eagles. Pace. They need some speed uh, on the outer a little bit at Melbourne. I felt at the back end of the year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles, they've got some work to do, don't they? They're going to be really struggling again next year. They've got a big rebuild on. So a bit of speed is what they're craving. Have they got any decent kids, are they, Eagles? No. And it doesn't look like they're really embracing the rebuild as of yet. It looks like they're just, you know, topping up a mm. little bit and giving it another, another red hot They track. were probably the worst performed team in COVID, I reckon, West Coast. Yeah, they just gave up. Worst know, too, hard, as well. we, too far away. Didn't. Didn't try, didn't play. Yeah. So I think the WA um, stricter rules might yeah. have made it tough They'll as well with their trainings. Yep. Yeah, lock out. They've got away with it though. I think the Eagles. It's uh, not too much has been said outside of Perth. I know there's been some heat uh, in that state on them, but not so much mm. from the Eastern Seaboard, which is unusual because we certainly cop it here in Adelaide, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we made sure you copped the Dougie. <laughs> that. We yeah. cop it more from the Vicks than we yeah. do from the South Australian media. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Damien Barrett's reporting that the Bombers are interested in Jordan Dugowie. Just adding another. Uh, I think twist. everybody would have an interest, um, depending on what you can get him for and what you've got to give up and that. But I hope he stays at Collingwood. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, he's a Collingwood player. Probably loves the club. He's done a few things wrong, but I hope he stays there. It's not just all about money. Yeah. Uh, Luke Beveridge saying uh, they'll have to pony up the lines. We spoke about that. Darcy Gardner re-signed. We've spoken about that. Uh, Tom Berry, though, wanting to join Gold Coast from the Lions. Yeah, he's he's a player that um, Jared Berry's brother, I don't think, would walk into any team, though. No. I don't think he's got a lot of, uh, oh, what would you say, uh, credentials behind him. He's a good young lad, but I think Jared Berry's clearly the better one of the two Berries, but... Yeah, he, he. I don't think he'd make the Brisbane side, so... Yeah, go over to the Suns. New home. Sort of see what happens. Uh, Geelong veteran Luke Dalhouse called time on his career after 225 games. He, um, yeah, he impressed Premier me when he was player. a player. Yeah. Geelong's he played in 16, didn't he? Yeah, 16, yeah. career over 200 games, so... Didn't he drop off, though? Had that had a very good year, premiership year, maybe yeah. one after, then just suddenly went to Geelong. Never really had a big impact there, did he? No, he didn't. A little bit like Sean Higgins. Didn't yeah. quite, couldn't. It just shows the strength of that Geelong side, didn't it? But um, 
Yeah, take that career, up 200 games in a premiership. Yeah, no, he's had a good career. Picked 70 in the 2011 rookie draft. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Fair Jeez, return, so isn't pre- pretty much the last That's last one picked up. up. Um, and what? Oh, Brad Shepard wants to see the Eagles go after Quinton Narkel just to refresh their list a little bit. He'd probably do worse. Yep. Yeah, I What's mean, so, sometimes a new home, you know, makes you better or gives you more opportunities. So, Costs well, nothing. Yeah. Well done there. Awesome. Thank you, boys. Good stuff there. Um, that was Trade Radio, CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. And Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian owned with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. Well, a bit of news tonight, uh, Dougie. Brad Scott to the Bombers, I reckon, four to five years. Big news. Oh, I think it's a fantastic appointment if uh, that is true for the Bombers. They need some real shaking up, don't they, and some strong leadership, and he will certainly give that. I reckon he'd be a hard nut. He'd yep. do it my way. He's old school. Or the highway, which is exactly right. Yep. Rule with the iron fist there. And we spoke earlier today, too, about destination clubs. Are Port Adelaide, you know, are they getting more people? Well, I think over the past they have got more players to the club than perhaps the Crows, and uh, Richard gave his opinion on that. Also, Toddy Gray and... Uh, also, one of the young fast bowlers playing cricket for, for the women. Absolutely brilliant there. And um, that's it for us, Dougie. Beautiful. Another uh, day in dust. I've dust got it. one more. One more off go. On the big jumbo, flying out. Okay. USA, here I come. I'll be in the suitcase. I hope I turn left, not right, but I think I'm going to have to turn right when I get on the plane, which is very, very sad. Well done, Dougie. We'll be back tomorrow night between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.